This call is being recorded. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Thanks, guys, for uh, showing up today. I appreciate it. Um, what I want to talk about today is how to develop a monthly marketing plan. All right, so um, just to, to rewind a little bit, um, you know, we talk about the, the, you know, the sales funnel and what that means to your business. We got the before, during, and after, which is, you know, you got your three rocks of marketing, your deliver and leverage, which is during the transaction. And then what we're going to talk about today, the, the after, which is the relationship and database management piece of your business. Um, surprisingly, uh, only 6% per Zilla. You, I'm going to just keep using that stat because it's something you guys need to remember. Only 6% of surveyed homeowners who purchased within the last five years um, have heard regularly from their real estate agent, which to me is just is frightening. And also on top of that, there's another survey done by NAR where only 11% of 11% of uh, consumers use the person to sell their property who helped them buy it. So these are these are signs of, of, you know, deterioration in the relationship after the closing, right? Um, so we, uh, we talk about the, the closing here, right? And, and most people, what happens is they, they do what I call, you know, they one night stand their clients, right? After the closing, they don't, you know, they get their check. Maybe they'll do one little follow-up and that's it. And it's really, it's, it's sad. And I think, you know, um, you'll find, you know, if you've got a mature business, you'll find that if you've been at it three to five years where you're really marketing to your past clients, you should be getting 70 to 80% of your business in the after which means that um, you should be getting 80, 70, 80% through referrals from past clients or repeat business. Okay. And the remainder is going to come obviously uh, referrals from the during and then, you know, lead generation off of, you know, sign calls and, you know, people you meet at open houses and networking, et cetera. That's where you want, that's where you want to be. Now imagine if you didn't do what I'm going to teach you today, Guess what? That means that really you're only going to have about 20% of your business here that's really going to you're going to continue to generate, and it's going to be at a much slower pace because you're not going to have this after, right? That that's generating all the business. So what do we do to combat that, right? Number one, you got to commit to a process. You got to commit to the fact that this is important. You got to believe me that. I don't care if you got five people in your database or you've got 200, right? We're going to break down, you know, kind of how you should structure that in a minute, but it doesn't matter. You need to make sure that you're following up with your past clients. They are 18 times more profitable to market to than to try to go get new business. It's so easy to do. It's almost easy not to do, right? You've heard me say that before. So what do you got to do? You just got to you just got to commit to the fact that this is something that needs to be done in your business unless you want a business that has a lot of peaks and valleys and a lot of stress and a lot of, you know, ups and downs and you just never ever get momentum, right? If that's what you want then 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 focus on just the top 2. But most people if they have any form of 
process in the after, they're finding their business runs much easier, right? Okay, so we're not gonna talk about this top piece right now. We're gonna talk about what happens at the closing, right? Number one, mindset is I am gonna make it a priority. At the closing, you need to tee your clients up, especially if the transaction went well and they're excited and they're happy, right? You need to let them know that you you're, uh, you're my you need to let them know that this is just the beginning of the relationship. That's why on my Monday morning pep talk, I phrased it right when the transaction or the the relationship begins when the transaction ends, right? And I would I would tell my clients I'd say you know just so you guys know I know your your assumption is is that when this transactions over, you know, you're not going to hear much from me, but I just want you to know that that's going to be the opposite. And I would say something like you're stuck with me, right? I want you guys to know that um, from here on out, if you guys need anything, just know to pick up the phone, call me. I've got lots of vendors. I've got lots of service providers. I've got answers to a lot of questions. If I don't know the answer, I will help you find it. So don't think that this is kind of the end of our relationship. So I always made sure that at the closing, they understood that they were going to be hearing from me, right? Now, it's important in that first month, you do a couple check-ins with them post-closing, right? If you know that their, you know their move date is a certain day, guess what? What are you going to be doing on that move date? I've heard some really great ideas of people that had pizzas show up. There's one, one of our agents that knew that their knew that her clients were moving on a certain day. They had kids under the age of five, right? They were all at the house. She knew that there was a very good chance that they weren't going to remember to do what? That, well, that, but feed their kids, right? So at five o'clock, knowing that these kids were young, right? And that they were probably going to go down somewhere between seven and seven thirty. The doorbell rang at six o'clock, and food arrived, right? And she said that of out of everything that she'd ever done, just planning that one fifty or sixty dollar, you know, um, food delivery made all the difference in their relationship. Not that it was bad or anything; it was just that cherry on top of that relationship at the end where she remembered enough and had enough thoughtfulness to think when would they want food delivered based on the age of their kids. And that was the best 50 or 60 bucks she could possibly spend. All right. So that's move in day. You're checking in a couple weeks later and then a month later. And then from there, you're putting them into a, a monthly marketing plan process, right? Now to do this correctly, as you know, all of your clients are not created equal. That's why I have, right, the different categories, which are, that's when I talk about my top 100, top 100 is just a phrase of those people that know you, like you, and trust you as their real estate broker. Now, if you're newer in the business, are you going to have 100 people yet? Probably not. Okay. It's very possible that you will have, you know, the kind of a good guide to go for is if you've been in the business 
one year, you're probably going to have a, you know, for every year you should have, every year you should have about 20 people, right? So by year five, you should have a, a hundred people that know you, like you, and ch trust you as their real estate broker. Now, year one, you may not have 20, you might have 10. Year two, you might have 15 or 16. Year three, you might have 21 or 22. But by the end of five years, you should have 100 people that know you, like you, and trust you as a real estate broker. Then you're going to have a bunch of other people that you've met that aren't, tr that aren't in that top 100, right? And we call those our fringe clients. But within the top 100, you're going to have three categories. And you've heard me use these before. The platinum, gold, and your silver. Now, I used to say silver to be basic, but somebody said, Jim, none of my clients are basic. Change that term to silver. I said, okay. I'm open. Who's got their binder with them today from take from uh, their flight manual? Nobody? We got one. All right. So on the back, did I grab the wrong one? No. guys all have this customer service plan right here, right? If not, I will make sure everybody has it via email. But all the definitions for, as it relates to your top 100 in your database are right here on the back. So platinum clients are the people that refer you multiple times a year or consistently do business with you like a developer or investor. They are that top 20% of your top 100, okay? Your gold clients are the people that refer you occasionally or have done business with you randomly over the life of your career, but some of them don't refer you. Others could be people that refer you consistently, but they may never have done a piece of business or never done a transaction with you. And some of you have family members like that, right? Or you've got friends that have been in their 20-year house for 15 years and they just have never, never done that. But they're big advocates of yours. That would be a gold client. A silver client would be a prospect or a past client that have the potential to refer or do consistent business with you over the life of your career, but they're not, they're not overly communicative with you. And you're not quite sure where they're at all the time. So you would put them in a, that third category, which is silver. Now, as you are building and strengthening your database, those are the people that might be replaced in that top 100 once you get to that number with other prospects and other people that you meet or get referred to you, right? So that's the part of your database that you're really going to strengthen, okay? And we're going to talk about the customer service plan here in a minute. But the whole idea behind um, a monthly marketing plan is that if you don't do you're marketing consistently and don't have a monthly plan for your clients, guess what? You're going to go three or four months, especially when it's busy and you're not going to do anything, right? You're not going to do anything. It gets busy and you put it, put it to the side and then you wake, you get out of the fray come June and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything in six months. And here's the scary part. Every month that goes by that you do not connect with your database, you lose 10% top of mind marketing, which means 10% of your clients are going to kind of forget about you. 
a little bit. They're not going to be there when they think what I mean by that is they will remember you. But when they think real estate or the topic of real estate comes up, you're not going to be the first thing that they think about. And that's what you want to avoid. That's when it gets scary because that's when they can be um, pretty quickly introduced to somebody at the school or somebody at the park, right? Or somebody at the gym or somebody at the, <coughs> excuse me, the house of worship, whatever it might be, if they're not thinking about you, that means that somebody else has the opportunity to come in and take that piece of business from you. Yeah. The last, <coughs> the last thing that you want is to drive down the street and see a for sale sign on, on a, somebody's fence or in their front yard because you forgot to stay in touch, right? And you knew that at one point in time, you had a really good relationship with them. And for whatever reason, you didn't stay in touch and they used somebody else in that second time around. And at, based on those surveys we talk about, 94% of the time that happens. Now, what I'm really pleading for you guys to do is, you know, take the time and the energy. Really, if you look at the return on investment on what it's going to take just to do something every single month, right? It's limited. It's not, it's not a lot of money. For example, let's talk about that monthly marketing calendar. If you did something in every month, okay? And I'm, I'm willing to, and I want you guys to give me feedback on what you've done that works so the whole group can, can learn from it. But if you were to look at the month of January, it is a perfect time of the month or per perfect time of the year, uh, especially in the first couple days of January, to reach out to them and do what? How about just wish them Happy New Year? You know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, go into your notes on your, on your text message, on your, you know, notes on your phone, right? Write a, two or three different text messages, okay? And as you go through your top 100, copy and paste the note that you think is most appropriate for that client send it to them. Just spend an afternoon, like on uh, January 2nd or the 3rd. Go through your top 100, copy and paste a, um, a text, and hit send. Okay, there's one done. Right? Go down the list. Second one. What's the most appropriate text message for this person? Oh, I heard they might be selling this year, right? Or, you know, whatever that appropriate text message might be. Copy, paste, send. Next person. Copy, paste, send. And if you spend the afternoon, right, you can even do this in your PJs. You can do it at your desk. And what's going to happen when you start sending those text messages out? People are going to start replying, right? So I would, I would say that it's best to be somewhere where you got a notepad and you can take notes. But you will get people that, if, if done the right way, they will say, you know, it's so funny that you texted me, you know, uh, Joni and I are thinking about um, selling. Can you come over and, and give us an idea on what you think our house is worth? You just reminded them. You just pinged them at exactly the right time. Mary, how much would that cost you to do? Nothing. An afternoon, three or four hours of your time, maybe, maybe not even that much, right? So that's January. Okay, February. 
Back to what Dina was saying. Another low-cost, high-impact item that you can do in February, which is go through all of your top 100, find out, I mean, you know, tag those that are homeowners, go in and do a little research, find out what their PIN number is on their property and find out what homeowner's exemption, yes or no. If they don't have it, and you can get that through um, uh, Kitt County Treasurer, right? Just on the payment page. So you go in, put their PIN number in, and it's going to have their payment status, and it's going to have a green yes for homeowner's exemption and a red no if they do not have the homeowner's exemption. Google what it's going to take to get the new homeowners, you know, get that exemption back in place, put together an email packet, et cetera. So if they don't have their exemption, give them instructions on how to apply for it, okay? If they do have it, just let them know that you checked, you know, you checked the Cook County um, Treasurer's Office and sure enough, they've got their exemption in place, you're good. Okay, so either way, if they own, you're reaching out to them to let them know what the status is of their exemption. I learned this little trick from Nancy Tassone about 10 years ago. That's how she, when one of her top things that she did to stay in touch with her clients over the long haul was to do this one little thing in February. Okay, so now you got January, now you got February, right? In March, you got a couple different options. Um, you know, you got the holiday, you got St. Patrick's Day, which sometimes, you know, depending on the situation, you can have fun with that holiday. Um, it might be a really good time too to make sure that you're you're making phone calls or personal text messages or direct messages. We're going to go through the through the customer service plan here as a supplement there. Okay. Um, there are other things that I used to do. There was something called um, uh, there was a magazine that I sent out, right? Um, and uh, it was something I would send out six times a year, American Lifestyle Magazine. And um, it was a, it's a nice uh, publication, pretty well done. It's kind of like uh, um, Real Simple meets Architectural Digest, right? And that, that would go out six times a year, but that would be one of those months. Okay, you can move into April, right? Come up with something creative. If they sold or purchased um, during the year uh, earlier in that early in, in that spring, you can also send them the document, their HUD or their you know their disclosure statement for their closing, so they have it for their accountant, right? Just little things that you can do along the way. What are some other ideas that you guys have done in the spring that that have worked for you? Steph, anything that you've done? Shenny? Yeah, Steph? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anything that has a little bit of a spring uh, feel to it, right? Get creative. The whole idea is that you're doing something every month. 
especially when you get into May, right? Um, I always did something around Memorial Day where that would be one of my big handwritten note campaigns, either Memorial Day or, or um, Fourth of July, where I would I would go and invest a couple grand and I'd, I'd put, you know, gift cards or grilling sets or something for the summer, something pool related or depending on the situation. But a lot of times it, to make it easier to mail, I just go throw 10, 15, $25 gift cards in, in with a handwritten note and, you know, wishing them a, a great Memorial Day weekend, take this and go buy some stuff for your barbecue, right? It wasn't so much that they, the, the amount, it was the fact that I took the time to actually write a note, address the envelope, put a note in there, uh, you know, in a card and put it in the mail, right? As I mentioned on my call, you've got to look at your database as a big tray of batteries. They're either fully charged, half charged, or they're dead, right? And the ones that are, you know, there's no charge, you're probably not going to get a lot of new business or referrals or introductions or anything out of that. But if they're fully charged, that's going to charge, that's going to run your business. And how do you keep them fully charged? Every month, you just keep pinging them in some way shape or form, get creative. The way Steph does things compared to the way Shenfield does things, you know, compared to Rhonda, et cetera, everybody's gonna have a different way of doing it. I'm just giving you the, the concept of every month do something, okay? You get into June and July, right? Same thing goes, get creative. August, September, once you get into the fall months, I always like to say September, October, November, and December, those are the months that your clients have not heard your voice all year, all right? We're already into mid-November. They need to hear your voice, whether it's a phone call or you can record a um, text message, right, and send that so they're hearing it, right, if you don't want to leave a voicemail. I like that. I've had people send me a, a digital voicemail via text. Have you guys ever had that? You hit play, right? And you're going to pick that up a lot quicker and it's there, um, in, you know, if you want to listen to it again. Um, super simple, e easy things to do, right? Wonderful time of the year to plan um, events. Go get a photographer, have people over, invite them to the park. I know it's a little late. We're getting into, the, especially the weather we've had the last couple of days. Get that photographer and have them take photos of your clients, right? That they can use for holiday cards, et cetera. The whole, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to talk about that. I did that this year. Um, I actually partnered with a lender, a CPA, and a real estate attorney, and we all invited people. So it actually increased like us meeting and allowed for the greater pool of humans. And I have to tell you, all of the people who are my clients got to do it, every single one of them texted me, called me, sent me a note that that was the best thing they ever did. So now we're going to do it in like the winter. We'll do it for LinkedIn headshots or. Oh, so you um, did you did family photos and stuff like family, that? Whatever, bring your dog. You yeah. Know, it's a, you know, sure. Some people just brought their dog and it was just a dog. That's awesome. So, but the, it was cool because I got to uh, split it up with others and then got to meet their clients. So, yeah. I did it. Well, I would do it in October. <laughs> 
you know, November 2nd was a little cold. Yeah, late September, early October is a great time for this kind of stuff. Now, if you haven't done it, um, you've got you've to get after this, but pie giveaways for next week. No, two weeks from now, right? Two weeks from tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Say Wednesday? Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. Pie giveaways are always awesome, especially if you either drop them off or they come to you. And the whole idea is if you send out invitations and to 75 people, only 15 or 20 of them are going to actually order a pie, right? Which, but you still were able to touch all 75 people with a gift, right? But many or many people are traveling and those kind of things. Those have always been a huge hit. Um, but one way, shape, or form, you have got to get in front of them this time of year because as they go into the new year um, and if they're thinking about buying or selling and if you're not front of mind you may very well lose that business do not for a minute think that they're loyal to you okay even your top clients i've had some of my top clients who have gotten you know whose best friends have gotten into the business and they've had to use them on the sell or the purchase on the second time around so but the one thing that you can control in all of this, right, is the fact that you stayed in touch with them over the course of your career as much as you possibly could. If they went and used somebody else, then that's not on you because you did everything you could possibly do. Now, if you've gone a couple of years without staying in touch and they use somebody else, then in that case, you've got to point the thumb, right? Rhonda, I'm going to tell the story about you in 2012. You were in a funk in 2011. You came to my class in 2012 in January. Um, you got all fired up. You started making phone calls to people and your production tripled in 2012 over where it was in 2011 by doing one thing. And I remember, didn't you have one of those like little like old fashioned phones that plugged into your cell? Mm -hmm. And she'd walk around the house with the phone making phone calls to her clients almost in a way um, in that reconnection, almost apologized to him, right? Right, and you felt horrible, and you didn't want to do it, and it was difficult. But when she did it, was it worth it financially to make those calls when you look at it, right? So the point is, is don't put yourself in that situation where you got to do that reconnection. Just do it every month. Just do it consistently, and then over time, that momentum will grow, right? And people are watching. Trust me, they see it, they read it, they appreciate it, they know it, right? Holidays are coming up. That's another time to do gifting for your top clients, right? And I can't tell you exactly what to do. You got to be authentic. You got to be creative and do whatever you think is appropriate for your individual clients. Again, using the platinum, gold, and silver concept you'll do something different for everybody in those different categories. Not every client is treated equal. Okay. Alrighty. The best return on investment that I did throughout my career was the birthday gifting slash birthday card program. Um, I can tell you for a fact, just based on the feedback that I got doing that over the years, people really appreciated it. And again, it's uh, to go back and to find those birthdays, it really is just going through your Facebook, doing an initial sweep of everybody that 
is a friend of yours. If they're not a friend of yours on Facebook and they're there, you should friend them, right? We're gonna talk about social media here in a little bit in more detail in a second. But simply spending six bucks per mailing, meaning $5 gift card, or if maybe even at this point, go up to 10 on a Starbucks card or whatever it might be. I think Starbucks is very appropriate because everybody has one by their house, right? Um, you can go to Shutterfly or Tiny Prince and get you know your birthday cards printed for the year. Make sure you have a new design every year so you're not repeating it. So this time of year, you want to go and do a, you know, do a new purchase of, of uh, birthday cards. And if you go that route, it's going to be a lot cheaper than going and, you know, going to Target or Hallmark or whatever and buying them one off. So buy them in bulk. Right now, there's a bunch of discounts because people are trying to get your holiday card business. So get the birthday ones done at the same time. They're going to throw in some free shipping and look for look for opportunities, but just get those cards. And then during slower times of the year, what are you going to do? It's slow for you. I'd sit down and do 15 or 20 or 30, you know, birthday cards at one time, put that, put the gift cards in there, get them all mailed and ready to go. And then I would always put a sticky note on the front of it when it needed to be mailed. Really analog, but you know what? It was effective. When you're busy come February, March, April, May, and you don't have time to do it, it's going to be really difficult to, to stay on top of this, right? But if you take some of these uh, months that we're in right now and get it all done in advance, then all you have to do is throw it in the mail. You're set, right? I would honestly say try to get the first six months of your marketing, you know, a monthly marketing plan done between now and the end of the year. So you've got January, February, March, April, May, and June done and taken care of, right? Go into July and August if you can. Just get out of calendar and just create it and do it and be done. And I'd also say this. I'd rather have you put together this marketing plan for your platinum and golds, right? I want you to do it for your entire top 100, but if you – if you're finding it hard to just do it for the entire group, do the top half. I'm almost giving you a way out here. I don't want to do that. I want to hear even like hearing myself say that because I feel so strongly about you doing the whole thing. But I'd rather have you work on this on at least your top 50% of that top 100 than not do it at all and become you know inconsistent with it, right? Am I begging and pleading enough? Are you picking up on my enthusiasm here? This is such a this is such a no brainer. It's like it's dumb. Okay. Um, events. We talked about this a little bit the other day or in on the call, but uh, there's so many boutiques and little shops that would love to host a really low-key event in their shop, right? If you had 40 people show up at a boutique on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night from six to eight, where people were in there that, that would not have seen that boutique otherwise, you think that boutique owner would be up for that? Think it's possible that you would have a friend that 
is an entrepreneur or an owner of something that would allow something like that to happen? Of course. Um, and you're getting basically the event space for no cost, for free, right? Um, and that's normally when you throw an event, that's the most expensive part is the actual um, event space. To bring in a little bit of catering and some alcohol and stuff like that is not that big of a deal, okay? So do events. Um, uh, we had an agent that had a ton of success with doing small groups at um, chopping block or cooking classes where you get yourself and, you know, four or five, six other people together. And normally you bring the bags of groceries and a couple bottles of wine or multiple bottles of wine. And you sit there and you cook together and you have a lot of fun. And it's, a, it's really, you could probably do it for four or 500 bucks, but get in front of, you know, four or five clients or groups of people and one, at one setting, you're going to have a, the time of your life and you're going to, you're going to get um, some great FaceTime with your clients. Okay. Normally that person told me, that client told me that, or a client that, that agent told me that they always came out of there with a couple referrals off of some, uh, off of an event like that. Okay. So what, why would you not do that? Right. It just, getting getting the uh getting it put together um also um if you've got a a really great property call it lincoln park gold coast river north and you've got clients that live in that neighborhood and you have a brokers open or you have a private event why would you not invite them to come take a look at a property that might be of interest to them right gives you a chance to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, just so, I just thought you might find it inter interesting what's going on in your, in your market. Why don't you come by this? I'm gonna be, be hosting an event from four to six on Thursday night. Come by and um, I'd love to see you. Even if they don't show up, what were you able to do? You were able to connect, right? So those of you that have really strong presence in, in certain neighborhoods and certain markets, this is a great idea. Right, low cost, a perfect, a perfect idea to, to connect. Um, we talked, um, Dean and I talked about the family picture events. Uh, I know Steph, you and I talked about that event that you were going to that one time where it was going to be a big backyard party, and I think we even threw out the idea of going to Target, throwing a big, you know, bag of toys in the backyard right? Or the front room for the kids, go spend 50, 60, 70 bucks. If the kids are entertained, right? Everybody's happy. A lot of times we show up with a bottle of wine, which is very appropriate, right? But if you know it's going to be a, a all age type event, go and get some age appropriate stuff and, and entertain everybody that's going to be there. It could be a lot of fun, right? Um, communication methods. Again, I'm just going right down my, my notes here from, from the call on Monday. You've got handwritten notes, right? We talked about briefly on the call, when people, when people go to the mailbox, they have three piles, right? They got their junk mail and their magazines and stuff like that, and they sort through that. And they recycle. They normally 
almost always go to the trash can to do their, to do their, you know, their uh, piles, right? And then they recycle or they throw stuff away. Second pile is going to be the bills. They're going to take everything out of the envelopes, recycle the envelopes if they're not getting, you know, email versions, right? And then they're going to they're going to have that third pile is going to be the the special ones, those handwritten notes. And most days there's not going to be anything in that in that pile, okay? But when there is, people take a lot of time to sit back and it makes an impact. I always get a little bristled when I've seen people upstairs, and I don't think it happens around here very much anymore, but where they're knocking out their holiday cards and they're putting labels on them. You know, it's like, how fast can I get this done? The whole point of gifting and the whole point of doing handwritten notes and all of this is that your clients know that you care about them, not that they're some mass-produced you know, event. In fact, one of the little tricks that I haven't told a lot of people that I'm bringing up today, when I would, when I mail things or I mailed a group of things or I mailed cards, I would go to the mail, I would go to the post office and I'd go one at a time, right? And I would send it, I'd send it with uh, good mojo, each one, right? Kind of almost saying hello to each card as I sent it in the mail. Why? Not so much for, it was more for energy, right? It was more for, I didn't want to just do the handwritten notes, knock them out, get them in the mail. Oh, shoot, I'm done, right? I checked the box. That kind of energy flows just as easy. You can go through the process. You can go through the, the habit of doing these things monthly, but you got to do them you know, authentically. You got to do them with intention, right? And if you're going to take the time to handwrite a note, just send some good mojo with it when you mail it. Take that extra five minutes. Sounds a little woo-woo, but trust me, it works. Right? You're, 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 uh, what you're going to want to do is just take that big, that big bag, right? Throw it all in the mailbox and be done. Take an extra 10 minutes and give it a little bit of love. All right? Um, text messages. We talked about this. 98% of people read their text messages, most of them respond, 90% respond within three minutes. Okay? So, yeah, go ahead. You guys? I haven't seen that. Have you? Has anybody seen it? I know it, it's it's. And you know, like, what you want yours to have, you have the option of putting right or wrong. You're talking about the delivery. Yeah. Oh, I do. I don't know. I haven't. I'll keep my eye out for something like that. But anyway, just even we can't give up on email because I think that's important too. But guess what? text messages and instant messages, and um, especially depending on age group, um, that little red icon on the social media or your text messages gets people's attention. And beware, if you're trying to stay focused, turn your notifications off on the text messages. It's that powerful, right? Because you're gonna wanna respond and you're gonna wanna 
do exactly what you're trying to get them to do. But when you're trying to stay focused, you got to make sure you manage your notifications. That's a whole nother class. <laughs> Not going to go there, but text messages and instant messages are good ones. So, and email marketing, of course, um, we've got the Resora beautiful templates. Get that out there as well to everybody, including your fringe. Um, don't go overboard. Um, if you've got good content to put out, and you know these uh, insight newsletters are awesome to do. But you're again, you're just staying in touch, staying in front of those people. Um, let's talk about social media for a minute. Um, you've heard me talk about the concept, of, especially Instagram and Facebook, are big. Uh, they're big cocktail parties, right? Um, you're needing to be there is not an option anymore, okay? If you want to grow your business, if you want to stay in touch with your clients, um, if you want to understand what's going on and changes that are happening in their lives, et cetera. Um, like I have said, you know, if you're not there, I can guarantee you your competition is there. And they are understanding and they are communicating and they are marketing and they are they're showing evidence of success in their business. They just are. And if you're not there, um, you're going to be losing out. Social media is also uh, a great place for intelligence. This is where you find out what's going on in the lives of your clients. So you can, you know, gift with intention or what I used to call strategically gift, right? If you don't know what's going on there, you know, most of the time people are posting about their major life events, whatever that might be. And sometimes never any other time other than that, but you want to be there, right? So for intelligence purposes, you need to be, um, especially on Facebook for that kind of stuff. Uh, you've heard me talk about the, the friends list set up for your clients. You can go in if you don't know how to do that. Just Google it. How do I set up a, a a private friend list on Facebook, and then put all of your clients into that? What that does is it allows you to see everything on their feed, and you can go back two three times a week, and and look at it to see if you make sure you're not missing things, okay? Because there are people that never show up on your feed for whatever reason. Maybe you haven't communicated with them enough, or they you know so they just don't show up there. But if they're in your, if they're on your friends list on Facebook, you can also post directly to that list as well. If you don't want to post to the entire entire group, so that Mary cost you how much? A little bit of time. Most of what I've talked about here is like really. Not very expensive. I, I remember in 2013, I ran a $37 million business on a $6,000 budget. Why? Because all of my business came out of, out of the after. I didn't do a lot. I didn't have to spend a lot of time on. And most of that six grand was gifting and stuff like that. Now, that was seven years ago when there really was not Instagram or Instagram. I don't even know when it started, but I, if it was, it was in its very beginning stages. Right. It was it was a much more analog business that I had to run compared to what you guys can do today. Right. We didn't really have the databases and stuff like that that helped you manage. Um, so the whole the whole point here is that, you know, with. 
social media, you know, when you have the ability to see what's going on in their lives, then you can gift. Okay. You can find out what, you know, and I don't forget the don't forget the dogs and the pets and the, and the kids and, and gift when appropriate there. Right. But gift appropriately based on what's going on. If, a, if, a you know, baby's being born or there's an engagement or whatever it might be, get something in that, in the mail, 25 to 50 bucks, right? Get it. They will never forget it. Because people just don't do this kind of stuff anymore. They just don't. Right? So the whole, the whole point with all of this is that by just taking some of the ideas that I talked about today, if you can strengthen this, right? You can strengthen the after. And you can get what we're going for is a 20% return on database. What does that mean? That means out of every, if you have 100 people in your top 100, you should be getting 20 introductions, 20 referrals a year off of that group. Okay? So if you want to know, if you want to know what that looks like, that's 20 deals. Let's say 15 of them convert that are going to be up here in the during. If you get, if you're, if you're killing it for your clients, right? That could be that even very conservatively, if you got half of the deals and you got another seven or eight deals off of people that referred you during, right? 15 plus seven, that's 20, you know, call it 22, 23 deals, right? Take it time your take it times your average sales price, and that could be, very well be close to your your per, you know your production for the year without doing anything in your three rocks, which you know you're going to do, right? But your business is really going to suffer if you don't have this 20% return. That's why it's so worth the time and money to have a monthly drumbeat of follow up with your clients. Okay. Get out of calendar, go to Office Depot, get out of calendar, and just start writing in birthdays. Start, I mean, this is analog, but it's effective. Don't try to go get some, you know, uh, don't try to go crazy and try to spend a ton of time um, doing anything other than just document it. Having your monthly marketing calendar in front of you. Okay. I had a very easy where I just check the boxes. Okay, I've got my birthdays written in. I just looked at it once or twice, three times a week, and said, what do I got to make sure happens today? Okay? That's the monthly marketing calendar. On top of that, you're working your 2020 customer service plan as well, right? Which you learned about during the championships or one in the fourth quarter. This is just a, your goal setting system for how many how many people you have in your top 100 how many you want to add the next year where you're at currently and then a weekly goal for follow-up and touch points throughout the throughout the week and i'm not going to go through this in, in in great detail because i just 
I've got it on video. It's on uh, my website. It's on the Facebook page, et cetera. But you do a monthly marketing plan in, in lockstep with this, you might be able to outproduce this 20% return. Okay? Any questions? Babs, you know I was gonna call on you, right? What are you thinking of? What are you thinking about? Do you do it every year? Okay. Is there room for improvement? Carol, has this helped you? Some of this stuff you've been you before you came here, you weren't you weren't really looking at your business this way, right? Um, made a big difference for your client or a big difference for you? Yeah, feels doesn't feel salesy, right? Is that what you're talking about? Okay. You guys know what she's talking about, right? We we could talk about the word referral amongst friends here, but when we're out in the public, it's, you know, you would love the introduction. You'd love to be a part of that conversation. That's the language we use. Yes, you've got to reward your, your, reward your introductions, gift those, right? Yeah, and here, just as I wrap up, just be prepared have all of this stuff in your desk at home, right? Go buy your, your birthday cards now. Get them for the year. Design them. Get them sent. They're basically giving you 30 to 40% off right now. Have a bunch of thank you cards around, stationary, gift cards, et cetera. Go load up because when this stuff happens, you need to be able to execute on it quick. And can you save time by going once compared to going 20 times to Target, right? Or going 20 times to Hallmark? Yes, get it all, get, get, your, get stocked up pre-2020 so that when these opportunities come up, you can, you can uh, get after it. You guys, this whole concept that I talked about it today is the reason why I got out of brokerage and got into leadership because I knew how important this was to people's businesses, right? And I wanted to basically make sure everybody knew the importance of what a business looks like when you got this all set up compared to what mine looked like in 2007 when I had none of it, right? Having sold over 300 million in new construction between 2001 and 2007 and never keeping one name, email address, cell phone of any of those new construction buyers, all in the 400 to a million dollar price range in Lincoln Park, Bucktown, Lakeview. I still want to throw up thinking about it, right? If I would have known in 2001 what I know now, I'm crazy. Okay? I'll stick around here for a little bit if you guys want. Um, hopefully, this gives you some things to think about. And uh, um, now's the time to do it. Do not wait till 2020 to get your plan set up. It's going to be too late. Thank you. Thank you. Yep.